This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here's our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Father, thank you so much for being the God of Israel. Lord, we stand back and just marvel that you chose to be the God of the Jewish people, Lord, and to be our God. We thank you for that, Lord. And now, Lord, we pray that you would help us to enter into the full meaning of what you did that miraculous time over 2,000 years ago with the Maccabees and Hanukkah in Jesus' name. Amen. Hanukkah, it really is a wonderful celebration. It's a celebration of God honoring the courage of one Jewish family called the Maccabees. That name means hammers. That was their name. And what God did then is he, he provided for a specific need for the dedication of the temple. And so this history of Hanukkah is interesting because it happened during the dark period. There is a dark period of 400 years from the last book of the Old Testament, the book of Malachi, until the New Testament. That's called the dark period. That spanned 400 years. And that 400-year period happened over, obviously over 2,000 years ago. And at one point during that dark period, the Jewish people were under an Egyptian rule. Egypt ruled over them. And the Egyptians, I don't say it was, it was lovely to be under their rule, but they didn't interfere with the Jewish sacrifices and the practices of the temple in Jerusalem. But then what happened was that the Egyptians were conquered and invaded by a Greek ruler who was over the area of the Syrians. So he had a Syrian army, he was a Greek ruler. And the Greek name was Antiochus 
the fourth epiphanies. And what Antiochus did, he had a totally different view than the Egyptians. He desecrated the temple in Jerusalem. He offered pigs on the altar. He desecrated everything in the temple in Jerusalem. And he set up a statue of the Greek god Zeus in the temple and commanded that all the Jewish people should stop worship and sacrifices to Jehovah. And instead, he commanded that the temple in Jerusalem should be used to worship the Greek god Zeus. And when that happened, the high priest, the Jewish high priest, Mattathias Maccabee, he said, that's enough. And he took a stand against Antiochus and his Syrian army. And with his five sons, he had five sons, they waged a guerrilla warfare against the Syrians. Whenever a Syrian would turn his back, an arrow would go through his heart or a sword would come across his neck. And this uprising was led by, in particular, one of Mattathias' sons, who was called Judah, Judas Maccabee. And so they waged this warfare, guerrilla warfare, and after three years, they won. And they were victorious in driving the Syrians out of Jerusalem. And so then the priests quickly moved to clean up the temple, sanctify it, dedicate it, and especially the menorah, especially the candelabra. And, but they wanted to light again the eternal lights of the, of the candelabra that were never to go out. But they only found a small amount of oil for the candelabra, and that small amount of oil was only enough for one day. And it took eight days to produce and sanctify new oil. So they were seven days short. So they started the eight-day process of making the new oil and expected that the small amount of oil that they had and they had used to light the, the, uh, the menorah, the candelabra, would be extinguished, would be gone, it would be consumed after one day. But to their surprise, after the one day, it kept burning. And it burned into the second day. And to their surprise, it burned into the third day, and into the fourth day, and into the fifth day, and into the sixth day, and into the seventh day, and into the eighth day when it was replaced by the new oil. That was a miracle that one day's oil lasted eight days. The miracle was that the oil was not enough, except for one day, but it lasted eight days. So Hanukkah is celebrated in Jewish homes over an eight-day period. And on each day, a new candle is lit. Earlier today, this was the candle, but now since the sun's gone down and we're into another day, this would be the candle, so all those candles would be lit tonight. But for me personally, it was always so exciting, it is exciting, to light a new candle every day. And just to think of how the oil lasted through each day, 
It's just amazing. Mary just showed me a picture at Grossmont Hospital where they have a menorah there by the Christmas tree. And, you know, you look at it and you, you look at the first candle that's lit and you say, okay, that's what should have happened. That was enough there. But every single one afterward, you just look at one candle after the other and go, miracle, 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 miracle. As it kept lighting. And so, and, the, and as we get to the end, when you see all eight of them there, the, the, the excitement is, is, is tremendous. But the real focus of Hanukkah is not on the oil that lasted eight days. It's not really on the light. The focus of Hanukkah is on dedication. Because Hanukkah was when the temple was dedicated to God after it was desecrated by, by the Greek rulers of Syria. And as a matter of fact, the word Hanukkah comes from the Hebrew word Hanuk, which means dedication. Hanukkah means dedication. So it's called in the New Testament the feast, not of lights, the feast of dedication. And that's what we see in the New Testament in John 10, 22. In John 10, 22, when the Lord Jesus Christ was at that time in Jerusalem, it says, John 10, 22, it was at Jerusalem, the feast of the dedication, and it was winter, and Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. That's Hanukkah. It's the feast of dedication. So I want us to tonight to focus on this theme to make Hanukkah personal for each one of us. What's so great about Hanukkah is that it comes at the time of Christmas, as Eric was just mentioning. Sometimes it's after because of the lunar calendar, sometimes before. But it's so great that it's around the time of Christmas. And that's so meaningful because there is a relationship between Christmas and Hanukkah. You say, what's the relationship? Yeah, well, yeah, of course, the relationship was that the Jews were afraid that their children were going convert to convert and become a Gentile so that they could get Christmas gifts. The Gentiles were afraid that the Jews were that the Gentiles were going to convert because they could get the jokes. And I remember this thing about the, the I don't know when it started up with the, the gifts, but it was always, when I was growing up, it was always like, and so you get a gift every day of Hanukkah, you know. And I said, yeah, we get eight gifts, but our gifts are lower in value compared to the one great gift that they get at Christmas. So it was a big conflict. But anyway, that has nothing to do with anything. But at Christmas, what we do is we sit back in amazement, just like the hymns we were singing. Come let us adore him. That's sitting back in amazement as we listen to what we just sang. What we just sang is when the angels proclaimed about this baby, hark, the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king, Christ by highest heaven adored. Come, let us adore him. Christ, the everlasting Lord, late in time, behold him come, offspring of a virgin's womb, veiled in flesh, the Godhead, see, hail, the incarnate deity. 
pleased with us as men to dwell. Jesus, our Emmanuel, our God with us. So what we do at Christmas is we adore him. We stand back and we adore the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the everlasting Lord. He's veiled in flesh, the Godhead. See, we hail the incarnate deity. That's what we do at Christmas time. We stand back, we admire, we adore. We take a step back as we adore God who became a man to die for our sins. But then the wise men, we're just like the wise men that we've been singing about. And they came from the east and they wanna do something, so they brought gifts. And this is where Hanukkah comes in because Christmas is the feast of the incarnation, which is factual. And it's the wonder of the incarnation. That's what Christmas is. But Hanukkah is the feast of the dedication, where we dedicate ourselves to the Lord. We give him ourselves. We are the gift that we give to the Lord. Christmas is factual. Hanukkah is responsive to the facts. Our Hanukkah of dedication is our response to the Christmas of the incarnation. At Christmas, we stand back in amazement of God coming in the flesh and the person of the Lord Jesus. In Hanukkah, we step forward to dedicate ourselves to the Lord. Hanukkah is responsive to the fact of Christmas, our dedication to the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what's so great about Hanukkah and that it comes at the same time of Christmas. And it's also great that it comes at the end of the year when we're looking into a new year. So we're gonna close out an old year. We're gonna start a new year. We've got the Hanukkah challenge to us to dedicate ourselves to God. So now, for each of the eight candles of Hanukkah, and by the way, you won't find this in any Chabad writing or any Talmud or anything like that, so don't look for it. But for each of the eight candles of Hanukkah, let's ascribe let's ascribe what we will dedicate to God. Now, this is a message not just to listen to. This is a message to engage in. Okay, first of all, let's look at the first candle of Hanukkah or dedication and make that candle the candle of dedication of our body. So let's just do that. Let's just say that this, this candle here is going to represent our body. Now, Hanukkah was when the temple in Jerusalem was dedicated to, dedicated to God. The Bible calls the temple the house of God, the place where God lives. In Isaiah 56, 7, Isaiah 56, 7, he says, even them will I bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings, their sacrifice shall be accepted upon mine altar, for mine house shall be called a house of prayer for all people. It's a place of prayer. The Lord Jesus Christ spoke about his body as being a temple. He said in John 2.19, John 2.19, Jesus answered and said unto them, destroy this temple, and in three days I'll raise it up. 
Then said the Jews, 40 and six years was this temple and building, and wilt thou rear it up in three days? But he spake of the temple of his body, the temple of his body. Now the Bible calls our bodies the temple of God. In 1 Corinthians 6, 17, 1 Corinthians 6, 17, it says, but he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. What? Know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which you have of God, and you're not your own? The greatest threat to our bodies being the temple of God is sexual sins. And any sexual activity outside of marriage is sin, and it defiles the temple of God. When a person engages in sexual activity outside of marriage, it's just like the Syrians coming in and desecrating the temple. But if a person has done that, thank God there's a way back to God through repentance, which is to determine not to do it again, and cleansing and rededication to the Lord, which is what this first candle represents. It's the candle of the dedication of the body. And the Bible calls us to dedicate our bodies. It says in Romans 12.1, Romans 12.1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Now, none of the candles are lit except by the central candle, which we talked about last year, called the shamash, the shamas. That's the shamas. You remember that that's the shamas. He, that, that means, shamas means servant, servant. The shamas is the one who is in the, in the temple. He's the one who's the usher. He sees you to your chairs. He's the one who lights the candles in the synagogues, in synagogue and so forth. It was always a big joke in my house. I always would say, I was, I was, why, why don't I have a Hebrew name? Thomas is not a Hebrew name. Why don't I have a Hebrew name? And my father would say, you do. You're Thomas the Shamus. So, <laughs> but the Shamus represents on the menorah here, the Lord Jesus Christ. Because in Luke twenty two twenty seven, 27, it says, I am among you as he that serveth. You notice that the Shamus is always either forward, preeminent, or higher than the others. And he serves the others there. Now, that statement that the Lord said, I am among you as he that serveth, in Luke twenty two twenty seven, 27, defines the Lord Jesus Christ as the shamus. He's the elevated servant. And all the candles are lit by the shamus. And the meaning behind it is that when we say that, we don't see how we have the strength to dedicate our bodies to God. Then the Lord Jesus says, the shaman steps in and says, I will light the fire of the dedication of your bodies to God. And so the shaman then lights the first candle of the dedication of our bodies to God. And now as I do this, as I, as I light this first candle with the shaman, which is the dedication of our bodies, let's all engage and dedicate our bodies to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, first candle. The heart in us is the place, that's the place where we love. That's the place where we think. That's the place where we make decisions. 
The heart is the place of the mind, the will, the emotions. And God calls each one of us to give us, to give him our hearts. He says in Proverbs twenty-two twenty-six. Proverbs twenty-two twenty-six. my son, give me thine heart and let thine eyes observe my ways. The greatest commandment in the Bible is a command to give God our hearts. It's a command about heart. In the Shema, in Deuteronomy 6, 4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And then it goes on, Deuteronomy 6, 5 says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. God wants us to love him with all our hearts. There's a great Bible character. He's got a name. And maybe you think it's kind of like a, a downer to have a name like Caleb because it means dog. Who wants to be named dog, right? But no, you have to look at what the name really does mean. We should all have the name Caleb. Caleb comes to the contraction of two Hebrew words, kol and lev. Kol, kal, kol means all, and lev is heart. So Caleb means all heart. We should all have the name Caleb. Caleb means all heart. So let's call this second candle here the dedication of our heart. The dedication of our heart to God. And when we say, we just don't see how we have the strength to dedicate our hearts to God then the Lord Jesus says the shaman steps in and says, I'll light the fire of the dedication of your hearts if you just give me your heart. And so the shamus now lights the second candle. And as I light the second candle, let's all again engage and determine that we will love the Lord our God, the Lord Jesus Christ, with all of our hearts. Now, the verses that go on in this Deuteronomy 6 passage where it starts off, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, Deuteronomy 6, 4, is one Lord. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. Then it goes on in Deuteronomy 6, 6, and these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. Then it says, Thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. Now, when we consider all those activities, teaching God's word diligently to children, talking about God's word when we sit down in our house, when we talk about God's word, when we walk and we talk about God's word, when we lie down at night, we talk about God's word, when we get up, that takes a lot of time. And as a matter of fact, that's most of the time of the day. In our time, is the most precious commodity that we have. Because when you couple all these activities together with what the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 5.17, 1 Thessalonians 5.17, pray without ceasing, that's all our time. And that's why we wanna call this third candle the candle of the dedication of our time, our time to God. And when we say, we don't see how we're gonna come up with time, to do all these things, I've got no time now. How am I gonna have time to do all this with the word of God and to meditate on his word? Then the Lord Jesus says, I will light the fire of the dedication of your time to God. Just come to me 
And so as I light this third candle, let's all dedicate our time to the Lord Jesus Christ. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org to sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestoration.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. That's P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. That's tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. For more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. That's 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries.